0: Welcome to the Game and Going Deeper podcast, a podcast by the Game men's Brotherhood where we talk about everything personal development, mental health and sexuality. And today we're going to be digging into spirituality, which I'm very excited to be talking about that. So today your I'm your host Matt Lancelot and co-hosting with me today is Miguel Ezra Ramirez. Welcome Miguel.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank-
0: <laughs> Good to have you here. Mhm. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about embracing opposites. So I'm very excited to talk about this because this has been a part of my life for a very long time, and I'm sure everybody is going to relate to this. Um, Embracing opposites essentially is we're going to be unpacking um, the law of polarity, dualism, these sorts of concepts in this podcast where, you know, you have the masculine, you have the feminine, you have the yin, the yang, you have the sun, the moon, you have happiness, sadness. So this is what we're going to be unpacking is how to dance in between these two worlds, right? We all often have these preferences of how we want things to be right. We all prefer pleasure over pain, but how can we start to embrace the polarities that we don't seem as, or see as desirable and, um, And how how embracing opposites is a a secret um, weapon to learning how to suffer, um, learning how to move through challenging times and adversity in our lives. So uh, Miguel and I are very versed in this area, and we've had a lot of personal and professional experience in this space. So um, we're going to be unpacking that with you guys today. So to give Mm -hmm. you an idea of what we're going to be talking about more specifically, um, we're going to be hearing a bit about Miguel and his his story you know his origin story um we're going to be talking about what is dualism so i'll be talking about dualism um miguel experiences it more as polarity so miguel will be talking about polarity um and then we're going to be talking about our experiences personal experiences with polarity and dualism um how to embrace opposites on the healing journey (laughs) And then we're going to be talking about how we can embrace opposites just in general um, and how we can actually make this transformation happen so. We are excited to have you guys here and unpack this all Um, I want to formally introduce Miguel um he's doing a lot of really great things so i want to formally introduce him and then we'll uh, we'll hear from from him so um miguel is a mexican-american queer and gay trans man a witch a practitioner of curander which is a folk healing practice of mexico and the american southwest i think i pronounced that right and a business mentor (laughs) (laughs) in his private practice he supports other witches coaches and healers both on their personal healing journey as well as in launching sustaining and growing their online businesses he is also an artist who loves to write paint sing and dance like i said you're doing a lot of really great things a lot of um (laughs) unique unique and exciting things so i want to hear um i want to hear from you what do you what do you think is the most important thing to share with the audience about who you are your story let's start there
1: Mm. Thank you so much for that that beautiful intro, Matt. I just, mm-hmm. and you did a great job just saying curanderismo. <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> Thank you. And just for, for anyone who's listening, um, curar is to heal in Spanish. Uh, curandero is a is a healer. And uh, curanderismo is kind of like, these are the tools. Like these are, this is the healing. These are the tools of the healing.
0: Um, oh, amazing. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So just wanted to break that down. Um, okay. And thank you for that incredible intro, I just um, oh, it just felt so good to hear me. I, th- I think as someone who I'm like, oh, that's me, and I <laughs> and I feel proud, and I'm like, yeah, I recognize myself, and that's that's <laughs> something that's something that I couldn't say that I couldn't say for many many years of my life. So I just felt this inner like happy dance of like, wow, like he's really he is introducing me, like, and like the real me and what I do and that is so wonderful um and a little bit scary
0: <laughs> yeah uh, I, I want to honor that too because it's not easy yeah. coming onto to these these podcasts and really exposing yourself and putting yourself out there so the fact that you yeah. you're here and and we're doing this I it's amazing and you deserve thank to you. be introduced and you deserve to feel good <laughs> yeah
1: thank you as do you as do yeah. you um As do us all, it's really a birthright. Um, So there's so much I could share about my story. Um, I guess what feels the most relevant is, you know, just a general overall. um, I was born in Mexico um, and uh, both, well, my one biological parent died when I was very young. Another was deemed unfit. And so I was um, adopted, taken into the United States and uh, was raised mostly in the New York area and uh was raised uh both in mexico in the states was a very traumatic um environment like without getting into it (laughs) too deeply but Mm -hmm. every form of abuse that you can experience is is what i is what i experienced and so um what's coming to me to share is like i i i experience a, a tremendous amount of soul loss i experience a tremendous amount of you know, in Kuranderismo, what we talk about in many shamanic practices talk about is when we experience trauma, we lose our soul. We lose a piece of who we really are. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so when we go into the, when we go into the dark, when we go into the bad memories and we, we bring in, um, you know, uh, helping spirits, um, and this is part of me being a witch is, Um, And I guess another important part of my story is I was very much born with one foot in this world and one foot in the unseen world. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge piece of who I am. And it took me a long time to accept that, to not um, perceive myself as crazy um, for having these gifts, to embrace my gifts. And so, um, and it's still a process that I'm in. Um, But so, yeah, so it's so a huge um that was what I was feeling too when you introduced me was the amounts of work that I have done to to retrieve who I am to reclaim my culture because I was separated from my culture which is where Mm. curanderismo is, is is incredibly important to me and I love working with people and connecting them to their to their ancestors to the to the the cultures that their ancestors come from because it's like um it's like a it's like a power charge. It's like being plugged into a socket. It's it's like if you're a phone and you're on it, it's it's kind of like being on two percent battery. Mm. And then all of a sudden you have this like portable charger where you're just a hundred percent all the time. That is like the cultural and ancestral and ancestral powers. So um mm. yeah, and, and another thing I want to share about my story, lastly, is um, you know, I was I, I'm a conversion therapy survivor. I was very abused for my identity. I tried to come out in high school. It was it was so dangerous. I, I was, was bullied to the extent of um, almost being killed, to be totally honest. And so and so there's been a huge journey for me to really be seen um, to be seen as a queer person, to be seen as a trans man and to feel uh, and as a gay trans man, and to feel safe in that, and and today, sort of, is a very big milestone for me in that journey. So, just thank you again for being a part of this, and mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's all I'll share for now. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I want to honor your story. I want to honor everything you just shared. And, um, for the listener viewer, I want to also let them into a little bit about behind the scenes, about what we were doing before we got on, we were like encouraging each other and preparing each other because we both felt nerves coming into this container. Right. Like, and that's why I said, I want to honor that. Like, this is not easy stuff to do to put yourself out there. And I still get nervous putting myself out there. So, um, and we both made a deal (laughs) that we're going to, um, embrace and just let ourselves say what needs mm-hmm. to come through not put pressure on like making this into being something that it needs to be right the more authentic the more people mm-hmm. gravitate towards it i find so um yeah i'm just honored that you're that you're feeling safe to come on to this the the mm-hmm. podcast with me and share your story and um, i will hold Thank as you. much space as i can for that so mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes yes
0: <laughs> yeah. uh all right so
1: you, it's okay. I, I wanted to ask you what do what do you feel? Is there something you feel called to share just about you that I don't know? Maybe you haven't shared before, or just something on your heart.
0: Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, similar to you, I was born into this world with one foot in the, in the spiritual world, one foot in the material world. And uh, a lot of my Mm. uh, karma in this life is around feeling understood, feeling different, feeling weird. And I internalized that story for so much of my life that there was something wrong with me, right? Being sensitive, being empathic, Mm. uh, being a gay man. Those were my three main things that that I felt I was traumatized around feeling different. And now look at me, I'm leading Mm -hmm. with all three of those things and, um, so I just know that I know the the world can be challenging when you're navigating it from that part of you. That's if you're really honoring the, that you have one foot in the spiritual world and one foot over here, you're going to show up differently. You're going to be different. You're going to see the world differently. And people can really be mean and they can be really um, uh, oppressive towards people that don't see the world through the lens that they see that. And I think that's what this podcast is all about today is like, how can we embrace opposites? How can we stop attaching to concepts that say, this is the way, right? This Mm -hmm. is the way there's no, there's no opposite. Right. So it's like the, the human experience, we have the ability to be able to tap into the whole alphabet. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in this world out of fear, out of ego, out of these things where they attach to a, and they're like, a is all that matters. A is the only thing, but there's the whole other alphabet. Right. And like, that's what Mm -hmm. I really want to open people's eyes to today is that we have the human experience is meant to be experienced through the material and through the spiritual right? I don't, th- yes. I think that everybody has access to this, but some people, they just haven't tuned in yet, right? So we're all meant to have a spiritual and a human experience. And um, and I just think that it's really important to embrace both, right? Because in both of these realms, we learn so much about life and we learn so much about connection and each other. And um, so, yeah, you know, and that's a lot of the work that I'm doing is I'm, I'm really stepping into honoring and and owning the healer in me, because that is what I was born to do. But for lo- the longest time, I felt like it would be, um, it would be weird to call myself that, or it would be like grandiose, or, or people would judge me, or whatever it is. But that's what I do. That's what I'm really good at. I I bring people into connection, into community, and into a connection with me, and I. That's the result: is people feel healed after being in in uh, in session with me. So, how can I not claim that, right? And it's you said it's your birthright to claim what it is, what it is that is authentic to you. And and I think uh, I would love for people to get that out of this podcast is um, to claim, to claim it all, claim it all, mm. claim the pain, claim the pleasure, claim the masculine, claim, claim the feminine, claim it all, and see what's there for you instead of using social construct to say I can only claim the masculine for example right that was my story mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. i can only claim the masculine because if mm-hmm. i claim the feminine then it means i'm weak it means i'm like all the things cuz i bought into that conditioning hardcore right the patriarchal yeah. capitalistic kind of conditioning i bought into it in such a big way cuz that's what i was exposed to growing mm-hmm. up right um so my a lot of my <laughs> integration of of masculine feminine is me claiming my feminine right and 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 working yeah. with that so um yeah dualism has been such a big part of my life and um it's exhausting it's confusing it's triggering (laughs) it's all the things um but I want to go into a little bit of of kind of like a a mini monologue about what what dualism is for me and then I want you to have some time to be able to share what it means to you because we're pretty aligned but I think we're going to take a little bit of a different spin on it which is good it's good for the the audience to, Mm -hmm. to hear that so Um, the way I look at dualism for me is it's, um, if you, well, maybe I'll define non-dualism first. So in, in the spiritual sense, non-dualism is about integration of mind, body, soul. And, and we are not split between our ego and our soul. That's usually where the split occurs in, in, in human beings. So dualism is about that split. And the, the one that's the most relative to me in my life is ego and soul right? I, my ego is, tends to be very controlling, rigid, fear-based, um, judgmental. Mm. It seeks separation, right? Whereas my soul, it seeks freedom. It seeks oneness. It seeks nature. Um, it's accepting, Mm. it's loving, it's unconditional, right? So I have, I've always been navigating these two polars in my life. Right. And, um, Mm. I, for the longest time I rejected, And I was, I was hiding parts of my ego in my shadow self. And, and a lot of the work I've been doing over the last few years is integration work around shadow and really moving towards authenticity and authenticity to me Mm -hmm. is, is that it's honoring all of us, like all of me, it's honoring all of me, all of it, Mm -hmm. you know, the masculine, the feminine, the shadow, the light. Um, the, the desire to separate, the desire to, to, to come into connection, all of that has integrated into one being. And that's what I'm learning now. But what I'm noticing is there's a, there's a, a real challenge for me to honor my needs because I'm not sure what mm. I need because part of me needs this and part of me needs that. So I'm there's a lot of dualism in my experience. Mm. I feel split <laughs> a lot and I feel like I can't make up my mind a lot <laughs> of the time. So that's the birthplace of this Mm -hmm. this podcast. We both were talking and we both were experiencing this. So we're like, oh my God, let's create a podcast on this topic. And I'll read out some of the things that I've been grappling with um, when it comes to my own dualism. So masculine, feminine was was a big one. Mental, emotional. So I am the type of person that I love to retreat in my mind and I don't want to feel my emotions. So I've had to learn how to bring the emotional back Mm -hmm. in, in line. And if you look at it, masculine actually is more the embodiment of the, of the mental and feminine tends to be more the embodiment of the emotional. So as I've been making peace with my feminine, Mm -hmm. guess what else has been coming? You know, the, my emotional self has been also been coming back online again. So they're very connected. Um, Mm -hmm. Perfection and imperfection. Is another big one that i've been really um, mm. grappling with because i am a recovering perfectionist and it f- creates a lot of discomfort for me to be within imperfection mm. and not internalize that and make it as if something's wrong with me if i'm not perfect right and i know you relate to that what, what what's going on for you when i share that i'm curious
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh deep breaths mm. i yes the the perfectionism for me is is i think more ingrained than i than i would like to admit it's it's a huge it was a huge coping mechanism for me and it was it was a huge way that i attempted to survive so that's that's just what's coming up for me yeah Yeah, i
0: appreciate it it's the same as me totally a trauma response yeah 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 Yeah. not feeling worthy not feeling good enough so i mm, make my world appear perfect so then i feel more perfect yeah
1: Yes. Also the, the social facade of like, Oh, look, I'm perfect. There's no problems here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Which is something that was modeled by my parents. Like, Oh, just pretend you don't have problems, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. I think, I think what's helped me is like the illusion of perfection. Like it's just, it's not even real. And it's like, who's perfect. Am I striving towards? Because it's, it's not actually, it's not actually a one size fits all thing. So for me, it's like, oh, I'm trying to conform still to my father's definition of what a perfect girl is, unfortunately. Um, yeah. and, and so that's, but, but I think for me, um, realizing that there's no such thing as perfectionism is, is helpful or that there is, it's, it's our soul that's perfect, right? Our, our soul is whole and perfect. And, um, and we, we lose sight of that. We can lose sight of that perfection and wholeness, which is really the perfection is the imperfection. right Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're all perfect as imperfect people. That's that's what's beautiful about being a human being. So anyway. Uh,
0: yeah. I love Enjoy. that. And we're gonna get into that a little bit in later is that paradox of the healing <laughs> journey. And I I'm excited to hear yes. your take on that. Um because it it gets juicy in, in that area. Um so some of the other ones for me are the yin and the yang, which um, is the you know the yin energy is more slow, the yang energy is more um, mm-hmm. fast, right? Inaction yin, mm-hmm. action yang, right? Masculine, feminine. We all have both. We all have both masculine energy. We all both have feminine energy. We all have yin energy. We all have yang energy, right? This is just how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun and the moon, right? Again, masculine, feminine. The sun represents the masculine energy. The moon represents the feminine energy. Um, Pain and pleasure. That's a big one for me uh, because a lot of my life, I've been always gravitating towards what feels good. And sometimes what feels good, isn't the thing that Mm -hmm. we need. Sometimes we need to move towards discomfort. We need to have difficult conversations. We need to make choices that are going to impact us in in negative ways. Right. Um, So learning how to make peace with that polarity has been a big one for me. Um, Clarity and confusion. That's another, um, polar that I'm really, you know, and a lot of me, I so seek clarity and certainty, but there's times where we need to be confused and there's Mm -hmm. times where we need to surrender and, and not know exactly what's going on. Right. Um, and then the last one that I've noticed Mm -hmm. in my life is introversion and extroversion. Um, so again, the polar between those two. So, um, yeah. I, th- I feel like I've defined enough as far as dualism and what that means to me. So do you want to um, talk about mm-hmm. polarity and kind of what that, yeah. what that's like for you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would love to. Um, I'm just pulling up my notes because there's a couple of juicy things that I'll know yeah. if I don't
0: get this. Um, yeah. Fair enough. While well, uh, you're doing that. I, also. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, well, if you need time to look, I was gonna say, I'll talk a bit about balance and what that means to me. But if you're ready. Oh, to yeah,
1: no, let's go there. Let's do that first. That okay. sounds really good.
0: Yeah. So grab your notes. And I'll do that. So balance, I, I just want to say too, because this isn't about, um, in my experience, at least, you know, non duality or balance, we could call it isn't about um, always walking the middle path. Do you know what I mean? It's about discernment, in my opinion. It's like, okay, masculine and feminine, I've been working with both the energies of masculine and feminine. And I feel like I've made some really great strides. And I feel like I'm pretty integrated with these two now. Um, It was a huge struggle, mm -hmm. but I feel like I've made peace with a lot of the feminine energy. And I want to just say that there's not really like I guess sometimes in my life where I'm really like both and I'm embodying both it's usually I'm feeling masculine energy and I'm like in that energy and I'm productive and I'm getting stuff done Mm -hmm. and then when I move towards slow down time maybe it's time to go have a nap or maybe it's time to just be with my body in stillness then I enter feminine. So again, it's, it is about the swinging of the pendulum that's balance, balance, but yep. it's discernment in knowing when to activate, what, when to practice acceptance for the yeah. polarity that we maybe don't desire as much as the other one. That's what, how I feel like balance is been you know, established for me. So I wanted to just bring, bring voice to that.
1: Uh so much <laughs> wisdom, Matt. This is so good. <laughs> Yes, and I love what you said about sometimes. Sometimes this balance isn't balance at all. It's actually going into the extreme of the polarity that brings the balance, and that is that for me. I feel that you know this topic is so cute. I feel like because in many ways you and I are exactly the same and the exact opposite. So I actually feel a lot of polarity with within like relationally within the relational fields. Yeah. Um, and feel the dance, which is super fun. Yeah. Um and I I feel that we're opposite in the way of like you were saying uh you always gravitate towards comfort um or towards pleasure and shy away from pain. And I'm I'm sort of the opposite. I have a very scorpionic I'm like let's go into the pain. <laughs> like I'm just very like I just want to go into the darkness and transmute it. Right. Like I just want to like And um, and I actually, but I've realized that part of that is my trauma because I never had a comfort zone established. Mm -hmm. I was born to a homeless addict, right? I was like born on the street with nothing, right? There was no comfort anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then I was, and then I was raised by people who gaslit me out of my culture and and made me feel very unsafe emotionally. It didn't accept my sensitivity. And so it's like. For me, it's actually moving towards pleasure and the comfort zone mm. that is uncomfortable. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. And
1: then, oh, let's go into the pain and go into the trauma. It's kind of like, how can I feel good right now? Like, can I take a bath? Can I make myself some tea? And like really developing that self-soothing and self-comforting is my, um, that's my growth point. Yeah. And then in terms of healing work I really help people I'm not scared of the dark right that's the thing about me is like I'm not scared of the dark I'm not scared of anyone else's dark and so I help people really go into like the worst shit that they've, they've ever been through and I hold that that safety and that candle for them to you know I can't walk there for them but I feel like I hold a candle and I and I walk with them um, as they go into their stuff um it's very hard and it's very it's very ego breaking right our ego doesn't want anything to do with that exactly. like our ego is like no 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 no, no. <clears throat> i'm just gonna like numb out and like watch some netflix you know mm-hmm. um so I, I think this is also like the purpose of healers coaches therapists is is that hand holding into the things that are dif- difficult or the things that we are just for no fault of our own a little bit deficient in you know yeah um yeah so anyway
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Probably be a three hour podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting that vibe. <laughs> um, but just for the sake of time, I was curious. I, I Googled polarity and it says the state of having two opposite or contradictory tendencies, opinions, or aspects. Mm. Um, I also want to say that I can relate to so much. <laughs> I actually had therapy right before this. And something I was talking about was I don't always know how to set boundaries with people because. I have different parts of me and the parts can be not in agreement about some parts are okay with what happened or what the person did and other parts aren't. And Mm -hmm. so a huge part of my healing that I do for myself and hold for other people is like, we have counsel with the parts that are, that are in conflict about something. Um, And yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But anyway, um, yeah. That's important. I mm. want to talk about actually a lot of what we're referencing um, in astrology since January of this past year, all the way until July of 2023, we're in South Node in Scorpio and North Node in Taurus. Yeah. So we're very much in this, we're mastering non-physical reality. We're mastering spiritual stuff. We're, we're mastering intensity and growing mm. through intensity and pain yeah. in Shadow order work. to move into yes exactly yeah. in order to move into tor- terrain things like comfort feeling at peace with the body stability um both of them also very much have to do with money um so that's that's very much a, a collective message and that those those two signs are, are polarity um
0: mm-hmm. polarity
1: is is everywhere in nature you you talked about um sun and moon that's a big thing in curandarismo we have uh Grand grandfather, son, grandmother, moon, mm. and that's the horizontal polarity. And then we also have the uh, vertical polarity of sky and earth mm. um, of uh, traditionally father, mother, though they can be um, inverted too. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing I want to say too, is especially for my gender-blessed, gender non-conforming, trans, non-binary community, is that I know that some sometimes this language around masculine and feminine energy can be very triggering. Um, And that for me, it's not about gender, but it is about um, it's about energy and about working with the constructs that exists. Right. Like, so it's like, maybe not the best construct because um, because of the associations and because You know, um, something I was talking to you about is like when I came out and started transitioning, I was doing all these women's moon circles and sort of very like earth-based practice things that was very healing for me. And um, it was a tremendous loss. And it was this realization of like, why are we not aware of the, the wholeness of ourselves and the fact that men need lunar transformation too. Men need to connect to the moon cycles too. Like I actually... Men need, um, you know, earth-based practices and and worship totally. if they feel called. It's not a it's not an overall prescription, but it's like um, that is what's so depressing and oppressive, literally about um, about these gender-based roles, is that they're not real. They're exactly. abstractions and they're very small boxes that are designed to keep us acting in a predictable way, dressing in a predictable way. Yeah. And um, this is where I feel like being trans, where I, I'm, I'm sort of here to bring this polarity like within myself. I think that all trans people bring wholeness as, as a spiritual purpose, bring wholeness to the world, because here I am a man who was trained as a woman, right? Like I was yeah. trained that I, I could cry, I could, have, I could have feelings, but not anger. I was not supposed to be angry. I was supposed to be a good girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that is a really shitty thing. <laughs> yeah. But then men, have, you know, from what I've heard, you could be angry, but nothing else. Yeah. You know, you can't be, you can't be a crybaby. Yeah. Um, you can't. Um, so, so we have, you know. And I'm just speaking about there's a lot I could say. There's also gender non-conforming and I'm thinking of more binary trans people in binary, right? Yeah. In, in this moment where it's like, we, the world needs me. The world needs the world needs women who were trained as men and, and men who were trained as women and people who were neither or all of the above or fluid because it's, um, we remind society of our wholeness. And I think that yeah. as we remind society of that, there's a tremendous threat that um that can happen um but yeah I think I think that's all I'll say on that for yeah
0: now. <laughs> it's a huge it's a huge yeah. thing and I'm I feel like that's part of my purpose and working with sensitivity yeah. I come up against this a lot because I see a lot yeah. of men who come in that are um well gay or, or or not doesn't really matter there's a lot of repression of their sensitivity because they see it as feminine or a weakness. Yes. And there's a lot of deconditioning and deprogramming that has to happen around that. And I feel like that's what a lot of my purpose right now. And now in my practice, my private practice, I'm attracting a lot of heterosexual men, believe it or not, because they're, yeah. they're being submitted into embracing their feminine, whether they want to or not, there's things that are happening, changes to their body, changes to their sexual selves. And there's a lot of shame yeah. coming up and, uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're, this is, this is all good stuff though, because we've been conditioned and programmed um, into gender roles and they don't work. They do not work because I have a masculine energy and I have a feminine energy and my feminine energy is my emotional self and my, my my masculine energy is my mental self and they both need to be honored mm. and when i was repressing my feminine i was repressing my emotions and that has led me yep. to disastrous places and um i'm much happier now being an integrated being yeah so, yeah. yeah we're on the same yeah absolutely
1: yeah totally and and so for me obviously embracing anger has been the medicine you know that I get to feel it and and taking sacred rage workshops and I actually do a whole practice with myself where I write down what I'm angry about and I punch pillows and I let myself really go through this whole um, this whole process it's something I've held space for for clients especially clients who are assigned female at birth too um, where it's like there's been this uh, this shaming out of anger which leads to a lack of boundaries you know Mm. and and um, I guess, healthy ego, right. A, a balanced, balanced ego. It's if there is such a thing. Yeah. I think yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it inflates, sometimes mm-hmm. it deflates. So then like, it's like, okay, like where, where is that balance? You know? Um, yeah. but yeah, there was something else. Oh yeah. I wanted to say, I love that you have this, um, dualism of, of your mental self and your emotional self. I have a, a incredible mentor, Um, who's a medical medium and many other things, Dr. Sarah Larson, and what she taught me that's really stuck with me is, uh, that the feminine, the way she defines it is the feminine is spiritual, emotional, Mm -hmm. and it's the left side of the body. Um, and the masculine is mental, physical, and it is the associated with the right side of the
0: body. Yeah. Um, fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah.
1: And then it switches in the brain, right? Then there, there, there's that. Yeah. There's that cross um, hmm. and that meeting in the middle, right? Then we have the pituitary gland, the pineal gland at the center of the brain that represents where the two that is where the two come together. Um yeah. Huh. Yeah. And and obviously in polarity, there is this paradox. And that's, you know, I was introduced to this concept by a, a female shamanic practitioner, and she was talking about it and she said, uh you know, we live in a world where two opposite things are are true at the same time, and she put her hands together like this, which is which is something that most religions have this position, right? Because it's like this this coming together to go within um, yeah. energy with the nerve endings <clears throat> in the hand, um, but something just really uh, <laughs> something just really hit me in that moment where it's like, oh, right, that's why I'm confused, right, you're like, you talk about confusion and clarity, (laughs) and it's just to say, like, it it brought me this acceptance of life, like, this acceptance of, like, this is something that Teal Swan talks about, is, like, um, she's, like, a a spiritual teacher online and author, but she talks about how um, we don't need to try to feel better or feel happy, we need to get better at feeling, like, the goal is, is, I'm butchering the quote, but it's, like, to get better at feeling and there's something so grounding and being real about the fact that like sometimes life is truly shit and traumatizing and awful and confusing and scary and there's no escaping that for anyone regardless of body size race gender identity and anything we're we're all in this thing and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's total crap Mm -hmm. and it's also everything in between you know Mm -hmm. it's like the weather it's not fucking sunny unless you live in Los Angeles (laughs) it's not it's not sunny out at 72 degrees with a with a cool gentle breeze every day that's not life right there's winter and so a lot of my like shamanic healing path has been you know how do you say thank you to winter how do you say thank you thank you for how fucking hard this is. Yes. Like, you know, um, and just that absolute radical um, acceptance of my own crap and the difficulty, you know, and people love winter. There's people who love skiing. Mm. You know, I was born in Mexico. Right. So like, that's <laughs> not my ass. Like that's. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. I would, you know, it's like 60 degrees out and I have my little like abuela sweater on. Right. So, yeah. um, but it, I do, I will say, so, you know, so there's, there's challenge there, you know, and there's, Mm -hmm. there's challenge for all of us in different areas. So what's coming up for you around this? What are you, what's been your, what's been your, well, you touched on this already, but like, I don't know what's on your heart about your own, your own healing journey and the ups and downs. And how do you, how do you navigate that?
0: I want to say one thing before I answer that. And I think, um, Great. because what I want to talk about the polarity that of what you were just talking about and, um, yeah. oh, what was it? Oh, it just escaped me. <laughs>
1: mm. It'll okay. come
0: back. Yeah, it'll come back. Um, uh, did you want to continue on with polarity or you want to?
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think, Oh yeah. Like I want to name a couple of other polarities that have been important to me, um, Hmm. spirit and matter. Right. We kind of touched into that with this Scorpio Taurus situation that we're all navigating. Yeah. Um, death and rebirth. That has been a very powerful one for me. Um, especially on my journey of being trans it's like, uh, you know, I had one name and then I didn't have it anymore (laughs) legally. Right. Uh, I had, certain body parts for most of my life and then boom they're done gone and now i am this new version that is my most authentic self it's very dramatic right it's a very it's very very dramatic death and rebirth process um where you realize these things death and rebirth they, they seem to be two separate things um but they're really not. Um, and they really are right. Okay. Yeah. Death and rebirth are really separate things. They're really one and the same thing. It's both right. Two opposite things. There's paradox inherent in polarity. And what's amazing too, is coming to me is to show people like, um, there's a magnetism, right? So there's like the moon and the sun and the polarity of that oppositeness. And then the polarity of the sky and the earth, there's a, there's a, um, us human beings we're in the middle of all of that right and also Mm -hmm. nature and animals everything um and this is the true um the the heart right we have this vertical thing and then we have our arms and where everything meets is the heart and I just think that um I just think that that is so beautiful and it reminds me it reminds me that I belong right Mm. because so much of my life um Brene Brown uh she talks about. Um, <laughs> she talks about how. Oh, uh, I lost it. I lost it. I lost it because I had a thought, which is I want to acknowledge that Brene Brown, isn't necessarily for everyone. I know. I know that. Um, I know that Black women in particular take issue with some of what she teaches, around vulnerability. And I am mixed race, so that and, and blackness is a part of my mix, and so I too feel some conflict around her and she's also someone who's deeply benefited my life <laughs> there's there's polarity even in this experience for me of like mm-hmm. wow she's really great and you have a lot of privilege to be mm-hmm. saying and encouraging certain behaviors that are built off of a lot of privilege that um she's good at acknowledging but i, mm-hmm. I don't know that she's fully dismantled um, yeah and yeah so i just wanted to say that um but she one thing she, i watched a talk of hers a few months ago that I really feel changed my life because it articulated something um, about my experience, which is about um, belonging and how often when we're fitting in, we're actually, we're we're not belonging because we have to belong with ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And so when we're trying to fit in, which many of us, I want to say, myself included, had to do to survive growing up. Yeah. We had to shape fit in with our families. We had to people please and become codependent and dissociate and all these other really, really terrible things. And to get through middle school and high school, oh my God, <sighs> forget about it, right? Like I could not be myself. I was going to get murdered in there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm on this inner teenager healing. So that, that part of me is like, uh, this inner teenager healing journey. So that part of me is very strong. Mm-hmm. But I realized that, um, you know, and then, so it, it can take some time as an adult to realize you don't have to fit in anymore. You don't have to betray yourself anymore. But you also have compassion for the fact that your nervous system and your body and your mind and heart formed around survival. Yeah. And so this is another false polarity for me: is self sabotage and self love, self betrayal and self honoring. The self betrayal let me survive, right? Uh, so how is it? the the self so the self-sabotage too right the self-sabotage helped me survive so how is it um how is it not self-love that I did that because it helped me to survive so that that's another that's another polarity that I think about is like the grace and compassion with our adult selves with our younger selves Mm -hmm. that is going to take it's taken me anyway I'll just speak for myself and I would say most people you know we can't snap our fingers and be healed overnight um it's, it's sometimes like a real journey and requires patience to allow younger parts of ourselves to catch up to the fact that we can honor ourselves. Now we can love ourselves and um, we don't have to have these defense and protective mechanisms in place anymore.
0: Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. I think I did. Yeah. I wrote <laughs> it down. Yeah. I hate when that happens, <laughs> but it happens all the time. <laughs> um, oh yeah.
1: For me too. the, it's all part the of it.
0: Yeah um the ego I want to say I have the same experience with the ego because like for me my ego was developed very early because I couldn't be gay I couldn't be sensitive and the ego in my from from the context which I'm speaking of it is it's that that part of us that we develop in ourselves that we, that we it's the voice in our heads that tells us who we are it, it you know it, it tells us how to interact with people and the ego is an inauthentic aspect of ourselves because we come into this world we're born into this world we're authentic we're just this expression of love and and presence and then we realize, oh, okay, that environment over there isn't accommodating for me. So I need to change myself. Mm -hmm. And I need to put on a different mask. So then I can walk over there and feel like I fit in. Right. And so that's Mm -hmm. been my experience. A lot of my life is it's just like this ego formation, wearing different masks of who I am. And a lot of the work I've been doing is moving towards my soul. What does my soul crave? And my soul is in my body. So I listen Mm -hmm. to my body. What does my body crave? And so it's this dance, but what I want to say, but my whole point is that we have to offer um love to the ego because it was actually very yes. adaptive. The ego is very adaptive. Exactly. If we didn't have it, then we wouldn't be able to feel safe in environments that technically our our authentic self are not welcome in. Right. So I had to build an ego around masculinity and and Mm-hmm. Heteronormativity, right? These sorts of things, so I could fit in and not get beat up at school, right? So, like all of these things. So, the ego serves a very adaptive purpose. However, I will say that we come to a point in our life where if we don't have connection to our soul or our body and we're purely governed by our ego, it's very maladaptive because we're not connected to our true, authentic yeah. desires and needs, right? Because we feel unsafe to share those with oh. the world. So, it's all time and place, and it's all context where these sorts of things come into play. So I wanted to just make note of that. Um, the other That'd point, be. the other point was um, the, this thing around static and dynamic and how our um, mm-hmm. uh, how the the polarities, you know when like let's say, for example, when we experience adversity and we have like a preference towards pleasure and not pain, in my experience mm-hmm. pleasure is very static when you're experiencing pleasure mm-hmm. you're not really growing as much you're not really evolving as much but it's through yeah. our adversity that we enter the dynamics of of psychology and we are really challenged to to grow and develop so i do think that the the polarity that we often deem as undesirable is the 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 the, 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 the energy that we need to enter to heal and grow and develop. Yeah. And um, it makes us more dynamic yeah. and more character and and more depth to our our being when we do. So, yeah, that was my point. I'm glad and it came whole, back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am too, because <laughs> I knew that would, though. That's, yeah, if whenever, it's meant you know, to, it always does. Simple, like, forgetting and remembering, you know? And my yeah. thing is like, if it's important, it'll come back. You know, it'll, yeah. it always comes back at the right time. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I I clearly needed to say, like, I always, I like to adopt, like, radical trust. I clearly needed to say all of that other stuff first before we went there, so.
0: Yeah, perfect. It's
1: all good, because we don't have to be perfect, remember?
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Um, I wanted to say, too, I wanted to say this, like, forever ago, but um, when you were talking about yourself in, in the beginning, and you were saying, you know, I realized that my coaching, you know, people are really able to heal from my, from my coaching, I, I will say to you, I've been able to heal just you looking at me. It's like, mm. you don't even have to do anything. Mm. It's just like, I, I just wanted to express that because I think, I think so much of the, so much of the gifts that we bring are, are just in our beingness and in the inner work that we've done. Yeah. And we have that frequency automatically. We have that energy of, of embodiment of this is the work. And so it's like, I, yeah so it's like sometimes and people have told people have told me (laughs) there was this really sweet trans girl in the former community i was in and um i was unfortunately in an an unstable housing situation and so um i went to stay with him at, at the time he had a guest bedroom while i was waiting for my lease to start and um and he told me he was like you looked at me and I literally, I literally felt like you knew. I felt like you knew I was a girl. And I was like so scared of you. And because I just felt like you could tell when you looked at me, and it wasn't anything conscious for me at all. But because I see myself, I went through my total ego death of, oh, this is my real gender and said yes to my transformation. It took action, it took hormone therapy. It's like it's like you become a, a trans person activator and 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 an activator of, of everything that um, you've done you've done your work around and that you've embraced about yourself So I thought it was so cute I was like oh honey I had no idea I lit- I truly didn't but, yeah. she, but she knew um, she she, wow. knew, she knew when I looked at her and that so I think that we have um, so much power and magic that's just in our beingness that is that is so important to note being and doing there's another polarity right
0: totally it's yeah. so
1: important to note in in a society that values only doing that is very imbalanced in the masculine that isn't very very imbalanced in patriarchy right yeah. and and for those in colonialism <laughs> that separated us from the earth and from um from a more community non-hierarchical based um yeah. way of living um Yeah. Which is part of why I love Gay Men's Brotherhood because it's community, you know, when you do this, you have people who come on and it's like, you know, there's this value in what do you have to share? What are we going to talk about? And it's like, everyone brings equal value. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Do you feel complete in your shares around polarity? I want to make sure you've had a chance to share everything you want to share, and then we'll move into our own personal experiences with polarity and dualism. Um.
1: There's a lot more that I yeah, I don't think I'll ever be complete on this topic.
0: <laughs> more so <laughs> to singer sharing.
1: I, yeah, I yeah. think to write a book. Um, I, I do want to write a book. Yeah. I, I guess I want to spare. Um, yeah, there's one last thing and then I'll be complete. Um, uh, two last things that are related. Um, I contain multitudes, Walt Whitman, right? Part of being mixed race is, is like, I am technically white and brown and black right i'm afro-brazilian i'm, I'm mexican and i i just want to name that this this is another area of not fitting in um to belong right that to belong with myself um that is really huge for me on my healing journey and i i love the mixed race community i, I get along with them best because we're all people who don't fit in <laughs> but who are trying to find belonging with ourselves because it's not black or white for us, literally. Right. Um, and so that's, that's been a huge, um, embracing for me. There's still not a lot of representation around that in the world.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and we live in a society that wants us to only be one thing. It wants us to only be one thing. And so that's, that's what feels so radical about that, that journey too. Yeah. And, um, the other thing is, you know, (laughs) um, there's a lot of false light, right? Like this, this, uh, especially in the spiritual communities, right? We'll, we'll see. There's, um, I guess, I'm wanting to name that on the healing journey. A, a lot of people just, you know, wanted to feel good, and and there's a lot of these um, yoga teachers who are, you know, abusers. And 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 in that, we can see there's there's a lot of darkness in people who are only trying to be in the light, right? <clears throat> And, and so it's it's actually the people who own their darkness and who own their shadows and who are really, really real um, about, you know, sometimes I'm a controlling bitch, you know, like, this is my shadow, like, I own this, this is a behavior that I don't like, but it's something that I'm working on. There's so much, um, there's so much more light, ironically, in that, right? There's mm-hmm. so much more um. You know, Rumi said the wound is where the light enters you. I think that the wound is the light. Mm. The wound is the light because again, like in, in spiritual truth, none of this is separate, right? Um, Last brief monologue. Mm. (laughs) um, There's this thing. I I see a lot of these TikTokers and TikTokers and people on Instagram who are like, you are not broken. You are whole. And I just, I just hate it. Mm. I hate it because, (laughs) um, because I am broken and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm also whole. I'm whole. My soul is whole. And in my, in my personality, in my human self, my spirit is whole. And I know that, and I can, I think that's what they're trying to call on. Right. So I have yeah. compassion for that, but I am also really broken. And so what, right? Like what if, what if I am glorious in my shards, right? Mm-hmm. Like what if it's so <clears throat> beautiful, how broken I am? Because, Of course I'm broken because of the trauma that I went through. And if I don't say, okay, I'm whole, but I'm also broken, then I can't tend to the brokenness that is ultimately going to be my healing journey. That's going to allow me to feel the wholeness more to remember. It's really a remembering of the wholeness when we heal. So yeah, very passionate about that. Just wanted to say we can be broken and whole at the same time.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. And that's the whole point of this. Yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast. Yes, yeah. we can be both, right? It's, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 I love Tadrick it.
1: Todrick Hall has a great Todrick Hall. If you don't know him, oh my god, look him up right now. But he has this great song. I can do both. I can be the masculine. I can be the feminine. I could yeah. be a bitch. I could be a sweetie. Yeah. I could throw a pitch. I could be a receiver. I could be a diva. I I can do all of it. I can do both. I'm exactly. I totally fucked up the lyric, but yeah, it's yeah. it's worth. <laughs> it's worth checking out. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about our experience with polarity um, and dualism. Yeah. So I'm going to start. So I've identified three actually. Um, and these are the top three that I'm navigating in my life right now. And the, the first mm-hmm. one is introversion and extroversion. Um, I yeah. am innately an introvert, but I would say I have of the time, I really crave connection and I want to be around people, but I have a threshold Mm -hmm. when I'm out and about, I'm very on and I can have tons of fun, but then I hit a wall or like a ceiling and it's like, literally, it's like a a switch flicks and I just need to get the hell out. Um, I love people. I, I work with people for a living, but people also are draining for me because I feel everything and I it's just it's a lot do you know what i mean like i hear the unspoken i feel the unfelt like everything is so intense for me right so i'm really navigating this right now like there's a part of me that just wants to be at home and be introverted and there's a part of me that wants to be um out and about and being in the action right so i'm learning this this middle ground which is actually ambiversion, which is a a blend between introversion and extroversion so i'm trying to embody you know letting the moment help me define what it is that I want to be in that given moment. So um, that's Mm -hmm. a big one for me that I'm navigating my relationships, my relationship to community. All these things are impacted by my, Mm -hmm. my introversion and extroversion, right? So this is a big one. Um, The other Mm -hmm. one that I'm really navigating right now is non-monogamy versus monogamy and, um, and what that means for me. Um, and do I want to be in a monogamous container? There's a part of me that is more rooted in fear, more my ego that I desire safety mm. and certainty. That part of me really wants monogamy because it's a safe container. I know I don't have to worry about STIs and all these things. And it just seems more, um, mm-hmm. more practical. Okay. Then my soul comes along yeah. and is like, <laughs> you want freedom. You want Uh, versatility. You want variety. You want all these experiences. You want to be able to love freely whoever you want, right? So I'm honoring both of these parts of me and I'm feeling very confused right now because I don't think I've made it far enough along the journey to be like fully absolved of my relational fears, right? I still have insecurities around that and I still experience jealousy, um, which really at the end of the day, I don't think it ever goes away. It's a human emotion. We're meant to experience it, but maybe the intensity decreases, but so that's a big one for me right mm. now that I'm really unpacking and, um, and then the, the, the whole notion around topping and bottoming um, and it being mm. super um, mood dependent for me and safe, safety is plays a role in that. So it's again, like my ego um, probably has more of a desire to bottom and my soul probably has more of a desire to top right? Because I am more of a masculine energy and I do have a a desire to kind of play that role, but there's also this part of me that likes to submit. And so again, it's just this dance between two. And I don't like the, the, this notion of versatility either, because, um, I love role definition. That's a part Mm -hmm. of maybe my ego attaches to that, but I love defined roles. I love knowing that in a sexual experience, I'm going to show up Mm -hmm as the top, or I'm going to show up as the bottom. And it doesn't, I'm not really into like flip flopping and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, there's just this energy of, so anyway, so uh, these are a lot of the polarities and the the dualistic stuff that I'm navigating right now. Um, Mm. I'm curious for you, what's what's been coming up for you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I just really Mm. I just really cherish your your courage and how vulnerable you, you always are on <laughs> all of this. It's, like, really amazing. Um, yeah, thank
0: you.
1: You're welcome. Yeah, I guess before I answer I I, I want to respond to that by saying, like, well, I think when we've experienced trauma, um, first of all, jealousy, I read in this book on attachment trauma that jealousy comes from attachment, like that yeah, jealousy comes from attachment trauma. Yeah. yeah but it's also a human emotion that never goes away which is which is sort of the vote towards non-monogamy right is it's like well this is always going to be here you know so yeah yeah. Uh, yeah and I can relate the jury's out for me on monogamy or non-monogamy um my feeling is like maybe uh, monogamous I'm, I'm in the same navigation I'm also not really focused on I'm not focused at all actually on dating at this point in my life. yeah, um but it's something I still think about because um I will at some point again, um I'm just doing a lot of recovery and and healing and um, reopening my business and and designing mm-hmm. classes and stuff like that right now yeah. um, but um and friendships and uh, just the amazing um the amazing romance that is friendships. I, there's, there's some quote that my therapist told me. That's like, we would all do well with our friendships becoming more romantic and our romantic relationships becoming more like friendships, mm, yeah. um, which I think, I think is a very balancing. Um,
0: I like that. Yeah.
1: Great idea. Yeah. But I was going to say something else. Oh, This story keeps coming to my mind for the past couple of days when I was thinking about doing this. Mm -hmm. I first of all want to say it makes so much sense that you want to have a defined role sexually because that's what creates safety, right? That's the the clarity and not the confusion. With clarity comes safety. So, like, I think that that's amazing. You know, I think that that's great. Um, And I think again, this this whole um, just for me personally, there there are certain um, I, I truly. I feel like for a long time being a trans man, it's like you want, you want to be cis, you want just me. I, I want to be cis. I want to feel cis. There's this body envy, right? There's this body jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um But I am truly grateful to not have been on a certain level indoctrinated into the cis gay male community mm-hmm. because I don't have this program of top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's kind of another. Construct where we all contain multitudes. So I kind of feel like, on a spiritual level, <laughs> most people are verse. Um, and I, I feel like it's about that vulnerability, like that vulnerability of tapping into wholeness. And I think sometimes we meet people who can really change our orientation in that way. We meet yeah. people where it's like, oh, I've never w- wanted to bottom before, but now all of a sudden I feel safe. And I feel like I could receive that, you know? So I think it's also like a trauma-informed individual type of thing. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I took this class called Tantra Meets BDSM, which kind of like changed my life. It didn't kind of change my life, it did. Mm. And, um... Just that the defining of the roles and the energy of the roles that is just, it's just so powerful and it created as someone who's a sexual trauma and sexual violence and, and incest survivor it creates so much safety, so much safety just knowing who, who's doing what and with the safety comes the healing. Um, but in terms of this like pain pleasure polarity. <laughs> The teacher had everyone, you know, so one person is the top and the other person is the bottom and the bottom sit and just energetically, not anything sexual. Well, when you start exploring the sacred sexuality, Tantra stuff, it's like, what even is sex and what isn't? It starts to get really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so the bottoms are sitting in the chair and the tops come and they're like um, the teacher and everyone consented to this, right? So the he um, he were doms and subs was the language we used. Okay. So the dom starts pushing this point in the jaw of the of the bottom as or I think it was like up here. I don't know. It's some some pain point in the body. It's painful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, push it. He's he's like yelling, he's like, push it, go harder, you know. And and everyone has safe words and everything. So I want to, I want I to wanted, again like presence that everyone consented. And people were screaming, they were screaming in pain. They were like, oh God, they had tears running down their face. And then something really fucking weird. I, I was which I was like, I'm not playing this game. So I witnessed all of a sudden you could see it start to flip. It started to get real weird. People's eyes started to roll back into their head. People started moaning. People started like, I could see people's um just being extrasensory. I could see people's souls having. An expansion and having a like wow. pain meets pleasure like threshold point where it's like oh it's so painful that all of a sudden it feels good and maybe I'm turned on and it's like this is like what's so amazing about that stuff um, and uh, sorry so messaged me on Facebook um, is is like that it gets to be that's what's exciting about BDSM and dominance and submission and all of those roles especially when they're done in a sacred container with the teacher holding it. Um, in, my, in my experience, that creates a lot more safety is like, it gets real. What is it? Is it pain? Is it pleasure? Mm. Is it is it both? Is it, oh, now it's painful. Oh, all of a sudden, now it feels really good again. And it flips so fast that you almost can't even track it. Wow. And that is where that, that <laughs> integration comes in. Yeah, it's, it's like, it was so amazing to experience. I had a similar thing emotionally that, when I started facing my sexual abuse of my dad, I was in so much emotional pain, but it was so liberating because it had been so trapped for so long that it was mm. like, it was like euphoric. Like it was like, I got these repressed memories back and it was that soul retrieval of like, oh, now I know. And then I experienced for the first time non-dual emotions, which is where I was crying and laughing at the same time in, in the processing of that trauma. I was crying because it was so painful. And I was laughing because I was so free in facing it. And I had so much courage and I, there wasn't any really line between the two. And I, I think that that is the gift of the healing journey is you do find these moments. We can't keep them. They don't last but we have these moments of like, oh, it's all the same. Like I, I know that my soul longs for that. Like it's all one thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm all one thing and I'm whole. And I'm I'm one with all of myself at the same time. Um anyway. Um yeah. So <laughs> I didn't really talk about how that, I think that was just more important to talk about than how this relates to my.
0: Yeah. Well, you did. Experience it's women. more so in the past you were talking that's about true. kind of sharing. That's yeah. true. I want to be mindful yeah, of time. True. So I think maybe we should move into, yeah. um, how we can embrace opposites. So I want to leave the viewer Absolutely. and the, the listener with tangible things that we have, uh, that we've experienced that are beneficial, um, that can help people do this, this work, because this mm-hmm. is really tough work to be able to embrace opposites. It takes that's a lot good. of consciousness. And, um, so, uh, yeah, what maybe like your top three things? What would you say, and then I'll do mine after.
1: Mm, I have two that coming to mind. Maybe I'll innovate sure. the third on the fly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Um. The one is a quote that I said in the beginning, which is embrace feeling rather than trying to, rather than trying to feel happy and trying to feel good. Just get mm. good at feeling. Yes. Just get good at feeling whatever it is. Because eventually your ego, it's, it's like anything else. It's like you go to the gym, you build muscle in certain places. Like you build this muscle of this like lack of duality. You build this muscle of, okay, my sadness is here. It's like the rain being here. It's gonna pass, right? It, it puts you in touch with impermanence, which is another spiritual concept that just really helped me is yep. nothing lasts. Nothing lasts. If you have a negative bank account, it's not going to stay that way. If yeah. you have ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars in your bank account, it's not going to stay that way. Totally. Everything is always impermanent, and it's it's part of um, it's part of this this world. Yeah. And the other the other one is is similar. It's it's really the same concept, which is was from Matt Conn, our our friend. Oh, I love <laughs> um, him, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I feel like I'm manifesting. I'm like my best friend, Matt Conn. Um, <laughs> I don't know him personally, Um, but he, he talks about, um, he talks about, I love the one who, so sometimes, you know, an example for me is like, okay, I'm depressed. I'm going into this depression. I feel like I can't get out of bed. You know, Um, I, it's like, I love the one who's depressed. I love the one who feels like they can't, get out of bed right now mm. I love the one who's in despair and just just repeating this um repeating this sort of mantra of I love the, whichever one of me is showing up right whichever whichever emotion is showing up that's mm. that's who I'm choosing to love um and it won't be easy <laughs> it's the, especially not the beginning yeah um yeah I think in a sense healing gets easier and it also gets harder because you get stronger. So the deeper layers come up, but it gets easier in that you're, you, you've sort of been, been at the healing gym and have been working out for, for years. So you're yeah. strong. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my, those are my tools. And, and just, um just remembering to have fun too. I know for me, sometimes I just have to flip it. And just, if you're in that despair place and you're in that sadness place to remember, you can, some, maybe not always, but you can make choices, right? So if I know for me, like knowing myself, if I put on upbeat music, if I paint, if I start reading myself Audre Lord poetry, um, if I really just get into my heart, you know, I buy myself hot chocolate, um, I, I do to, to also like move towards the joy and the fun, um, love to dance to music. Um, just with myself and, and my mm-hmm. apartment. That's a huge, that's a huge morale booster for me. Um, me too, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how about you? Um, <clears throat> okay. So I think the first one for me is going to be allowing and welcoming discomfort. Yes. Because we oftentimes choose the desirable polarity because we don't want to be with the discomfort of, whatever the opposite polarity that you don't want. So the more we 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 practice allowing discomfort and you're like it's like the same analogy as you go to the gym right the more you practice Um, being at the gym of discomfort the more you develop the muscle intolerance of being okay with discomfort because it's part of it it's part of life right and what happens is we oftentimes we dissociate we shut ourselves off we repress so we don't have to deal with that other polarity but really we're we're stunting our own evolution we're stunting our own growth if we don't um mingle with that Mm -hmm. other polarity that maybe we we don't want to so um and i think that that the biggest thing around that is probably using curiosity um is really important Mm. like why do i feel so repelled by that polarity what would it be like if i allowed myself to move towards it and and you know felt that and tried that right so it's like about putting on the hat of like feel the fear and do it anyway right? Because oftentimes we don't move towards a polarity because of fear. So it's like, feel the fear, be with that fear and just choose to do it anyway and see what comes up. Um, so that, that's a a big Mm -hmm. one. Um, the second one is let the moment inform you, um, Mm -hmm. and practice discernment because like, for example, the, the thing with me with topping and bottoming, it's like, the moment will let me know what my body wants. And if I'm in a connection mm-hmm. with a guy and I feel like topping and that's what my body is communicating to me, then I will follow that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like I think what happens is we make these hard and fast rules. We make up our mind about what we are. And that's the ego. And then we live by that. But really, there's this other part of you mm-hmm. that maybe wants to be more experimental and more exploratory. And I think just let that part of you out and let the moment inform you. That's that's mm-hmm. what authenticity is for me. It's honoring desire in mm-hmm. each moment, right? And not saying, oh, well, no, I've got this hard and fast rule that I'm only a top forever, forever, and, and always, I will always be a top. Well, what if a moment comes along and your body mm-hmm. craves to be, um, to be given, you crave to give your body over to somebody, and you just keep denying that craving. Well, it's going to eventually lead to a, a further split between you, your ego and your soul, right? Your soul often, mm-hmm. our souls often really desire things that are ego shames, right? And those are the desires, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Then we attach the shame to it through the ego, and then we don't allow ourselves to have the things we desire. And I think that a lot, a lot of the times, right. is really limiting you know, so I'm learning this, I'm learning all this stuff now. And I'm by no means a master at it. It's, it's very confusing and very hard to honor and trump fear and Mm -hmm. shame and honor what my soul wants because of my conditioning. Right. So, um, yeah. And then the third one I have is developing witness consciousness, because I think this is just the game changer in general. This will, this will solve pretty much everything really. And it's not easy to do, but this Mm -hmm. is like what Witness consciousness is the seat that we take within ourselves where we can observe our thoughts and our emotions and not become one with them, right? We are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. Mm. We are the consciousness that can hover above and watch us, right? So I can be crying and hurting and I can actually watch myself cry and hurt, right? And that takes practice because you have to meditate. Mm. You have to do things where you detach from self, detach from egoic self, I'll say, Mm. and develop that, that consciousness that is, you know, the witness, the observer self, right and and for people that have a hard time grasping that concept it's like think about this idea of like thinking we have a thinker self that's just always on and it's just spinning like a wheel it does even when we're sleeping we're still thinking right and uh, in the background we have the ability to stop and I can tell you what I was just thinking that means I have an ability to be able to watch my thoughts. Otherwise I wouldn't know what I was just thinking. That's the part of us that we want to tap into, right? That part of us that can sit back and it can, it can watch as we're, we're playing out. And, and I'll give you another example. Like this happens to me on the regular, when I'm reading, I'll be reading a book and I'll read the whole page, and I don't even remember what I read. I was thinking about something (laughs) else, right? Yeah. So the witness consciousness is the part of you that noticed that you weren't paying attention, that your eyes were just moving, but your thoughts were thinking, right? So it's very meta, it's very complex, but we have the ability to catch ourselves doing that, and that's consciousness, that's self-awareness, that's that's what we're essentially, you know, moving our way towards, is having that separation of, of self and being able to watch things play out. So there's lots of things you can do to develop this, but my my best tip would be one-pointed concentration. I'm not going to go into it too much for time's sake, but you can Google it and find out what it is. And um, one-pointed concentration was a really powerful tool that helped me develop that ability to be able to master my mind, control my mind and, and the attention so I can sit back into that seat of consciousness and watch things play out. And I think that'll help with this because it's like, it's really important to know to watch where your thoughts where your ego wants to take you when it comes to polarity and be able to kind of notice that oh shit like my ego really is fearing being over in this polarity right now like what is about that right so we have to have that distinct separation from ourselves to be able to notice where our fears are constantly wanting to take us instead of right and then once Mm -hmm. we have that awareness we can start to Apply less judgment towards the fear and be more curious and move towards the things that maybe we um, that maybe could benefit us on a soul level, but we're terrified to do on an ego level. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, love that. It's so juicy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I was I was gonna say I, I was like oh that's the third one that I forgot is the, the healthy witness and the the that mm. loving that loving detachment.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. It can, yeah.
1: can really be can really be a medicine yeah. um just as much as going into it can be can be a medicine um going into the pain but the detachment and meditation is something that i think meditation like you say one point focus right yeah. meditation is something that really helps can help develop that that witness consciousness
0: totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a game changer for sure yep Uh, before we before we wind down is there anything that you think is important to share with the audience before wrap up Um,
1: i wanted to share uh just the last response to something that you said which is um i really feel like trans people are liberators um because uh, so, there's this trans person, and, and she's what she says is uh, this is in relation to topping and bottoming and identity. And, and um, uh, Kate Bjornstein, she says, uh, she doesn't give a definition of gender, but she says, gender is X marks the spot, right? Like on a map where the treasure is. Gender is the nexus of power, desire, and identity. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, you know, the different desires that come out with different people, right? Because desire is going to shift gender in that moment, right? Or there's maybe a different power hierarchy with a certain person. And so it's like, even if someone identifies as a top, there are these two other factors. So I'm just wanting to challenge some of your listeners of like, okay, but maybe that's not all of you, right? Maybe there's more of you maybe maybe that's not even your your maybe it is your identity maybe it's not maybe there's more right there's like more to be more to be explored um, exactly yeah yeah and I and I love I feel like you bring you know as a Gemini so much Gemini medicine of like I love that like um what did you say just embracing the moment like
0: yeah, yeah. let the moment inform yeah. you. yeah
1: yeah let the moment inform you that <laughs> that I feel like is going to help me be more present so I, I love that that's like yeah so great really feel like shows your that that gemini flexibility as someone someone who's yeah. a cardinal sign like, yeah this is what i'm doing like, <laughs> i'm starting this this is what i'm doing yeah. and i'm not doing other things I decided to do this but people you know and sometimes that's the medicine of like commitment yeah. um and, and and initiating something um and but other times like we need to be more flexible in life you know and and that allows us to meet the moment so yeah that um that's wonderful yeah I just want to thank everyone who who listened because you could have spent your time in any yeah any which way and you chose to listen to the two of us speak and I also just wanted to say Matt, that this was like so fun and nourishing and wonderful and I feel really like lit up and um yeah just thank you so much for asking me to do this it was great
0: yeah <laughs> i i second everything you said happy to me. yeah yeah it feels good <laughs> i feel i feel alive i feel um more connected to you we're building a friendship right so it's like another level of like yeah we did this together and it's it's really beautiful so uh i want to thank you for taking yeah. your you know time out of your day to come on the podcast and um i want to honor the courage that it took to come on the podcast and that you chose to choose you mm-hmm. know you chose uh courage over comfort which is uh yeah like lots of growth comes out of that so i i honor you and mm-hmm. um yeah. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in as well. And um, if you enjoyed this, this episode, please um, let us know, let us know, even if you didn't enjoy the the episode and you have some comments you want to share with us on the, on YouTube, I will make sure that uh, Miguel and I both see those comments. So let share your, your thoughts and your, your, uh, your feelings with us in the comments and uh, yeah, much love to everybody. And uh, may you find balance, whatever that looks like for you.
1: <laughs> Even if that looks
0: extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Those everyone. Mwah, Bye. Bye. <laughs>